Our gospel lesson for today, the seventh Sunday after Pentecost, comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the lake. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and he sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. A week ago, Friday of last week, I was creeping through bumper-to-bumper traffic in Kansas City. Now, there were two reasons for the bumper-to-bumper traffic. One was it was rush hour, which didn't help any. The other was I and 80,000 of my closest friends were on our way to see Taylor Swift. Best part of the show, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. (laughs) Don't judge me. If you were there, you would have rocked out to it, too. That's a side note. She puts on a good show. Okay, let's just let that go. (laughs) As we were creeping through traffic, this is what I really want to talk about. As we were creeping through traffic... Uh, we were kind of down in a low spot where there's the big retaining walls on the freeway. And as we were sitting there, not moving very fast, I noticed those holes that they tend to bore through the concrete. Maybe you've seen these if you've ever kind of driven through a city like that. And those holes are there to just let the moisture from behind the retaining wall get out so it doesn't cause problems. I mean, it's an engineering thing. It's there for a good reason. But as we were creeping along, at one point I looked up And probably 25, 30 feet in the air, I noticed in one of those boreholes, there was a tree (laughs) that had grown out and then up towards the sky. And I had some questions. (laughs) Like, A, how did that tree get there? Like, how did that seed get in there? And two, how, yeah, it was a bird. I'm sure it was a bird. Two, how did it manage to take root and grow? Now, this wasn't just some little, like, 18-inch sapling that had just popped up. This tree was, it was probably, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. It had been there for a while. But you know what? Those questions, I'm not going to be able to answer them because it doesn't really matter, but life found a way 
in that situation. How many of you remember Jurassic Park, Life Finds a Way? Yeah, you know I'm going to reference a 90s movie. I'm just going to. Life Finds a Way. That tree found a way. Somehow, yes, it was probably a bird dropped that seed in this random little hole, and it had just enough purchase that it rooted and it grew. Now, plants are incredible. A lot of you know I'm a plant guy. I, I know a lot about it. And life does find a way. Because the whole purpose of life, not just plants, but I think all life, is to grow, to survive, and to reproduce, to repopulate, to, to make more of itself. Now, that idea lies behind this parable that we hear from Jesus today. Now, many of you know when we start hitting parables, they're not always my favorite thing to preach on. They're, and I don't know why, because I give examples of stuff all the time, so I probably use parables. Why wouldn't I like to preach on them? But I don't. I just don't. But this one, I do. Probably because it has to do with farming. The second I read it this week, I'm like, oh, a farming parable. I know what this is about. Yay. I probably got way more excited about it than I needed to. But as I thought about this one, I thought, this one really makes sense. This one resonates with me, and maybe it resonates with a lot of you, too, because we're from a part of the country or a part of the world where agriculture is very important. We're surrounded by it. And then I thought some more about it, and I thought about the way that Jesus ended the parable, let those with ears listen. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? Corn. Yes, corn. Iowa is the number one producer of corn in the country. Also soybeans, also hogs, also eggs, also ethanol, and also something called like distilled protein powder. I don't know what that is. Actually, I do know what that is. That's a side note. But corn. I think Iowa should be the corn husker state. No, I knew I knew that would get a reaction. No, I agree. We should not be corn huskers. They can keep that over there. Corn. Corn grows, of course, from a kernel. And I was thinking so much about this, this idea of, of, of plants and seeds reproducing themselves. And I just love this idea. So I did some Googling because Admittedly, I'm a little ways away from super big-time familiarity with, with all of the details of farming, but corn grows from a kernel, a single kernel. It grows up, produces the stalk, produces the whole plant. On average, most corn these days produces a single ear, okay? So one, one kernel of corn will produce a single kernel of ear. On average, that ear of corn is going to produce about 800 kernels, 800. So one kernel turns into 800 kernels. That's a pretty good yield, right? Yeah, that's not too bad. I did some more math because I got thinking about some stuff. Can you buy just a single kernel of seed corn? I mean, you probably could if you really wanted to, but do you normally? No. It comes in bags, right? A bag holds approximately 80,000 kernels, okay? You didn't realize it was that big of a number. Google, thank you. One bag, 80,000 kernels. And if one kernel can produce about 800 then you carry the two, so you give it, give it. That's like 64 million kernels that can be produced out of a bag. <sighs> bushels. Anybody know how many bushels that is, potentially? I had to write this one down, and I can't just pull it off the top of my head. Uh, we measure stuff in bushels. That's a yield of approximately 710 bushels. Bushel, that's a lot, right? Arlen, what's a bushel going for these days? 
$6. He's right. I Googled it. A bushel's going for about six bucks. So that one bag has the potential to yield approximately $4,260. Nice, right? That's pretty good. That's not too bad. Arlen, what's a, what's a bag going for these days? Too much. <laughs> Best I could find is somewhere about 300 bucks. Close to that, roughly? Okay. So that one bag has the potential of producing the value of about 17 bags. Okay, I, I trust me, I did the math. So that's pretty great, right? It makes more of itself, and it produces, and it has value. But here's the big thing. 300 bucks for a bag, there are, there's cost that goes into it. Now, I only looked at half of that. I did not look at all of the other farming costs, and there's a ton, and I won't even begin to uh, give the idea that I have any clue what all goes into it. But yield. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, for me, when I thought about this parable, I thought about what Jesus was talking about. I'm like, I get that. I understand it. But one of my fellow pastors asked a question this week in the text study that I go to. She says, what is yield? I was like, you don't know what yield is? And I jumped up on my little farmer soapbox and I kind of talked about it for a while. But it's this idea of something producing more of itself. And Jesus is talking about how the seed that's in good soil can produce and can yield 30, 60, 100 times itself. Apparently that single kernel of corn yields 800 times go corn, right? Totally like corn. Okay, I'm going to leave corn alone now. No, I'm not. I'm going to come back to it. Sorry. The idea of value and cost and all of that going into it, though, this figures into our farming practices. Now, when it comes to planting, because you've got to plant the seed, right? The seed has to go in the soil. The work and the care and the precision that goes into that planting process to make sure that seed, which costs 300 bucks a bag, goes into the right spot is enormous. Now, I've chatted with a few of our farmers out here in the last few years about the advancements in technology that make sure it's going. GPS and computer like terms that I can't even rattle off to you. The, the technology that goes into making sure that you are where you're supposed to be so that seed goes where it is supposed to be are through the roof, right? Because it has value. It has costs for what you're putting in. Now, all of that in mind, let's think about this parable that Jesus tells. Guy goes out to sow or to plant. Is he very precise, this planter? Or is he just kind of throw it willy-nilly? He throws it all over the place. We hear some falls on the path where the birds come and eat it up. You ever seen when the corn in the fall falls out of the wagon on the side of the road? <laughs> what gathers? Birds, pheasants, deer. You're like, free meal, yay. You wouldn't want to throw seed there. It wouldn't make any sense. You're wasting that seed. Some of it goes among rocky soil, like that tree that grew up out of the, out of the uh, hole. It grows, but there's no root because the ground is too rocky, so it dies. You wouldn't put it there. It's wasteful. Some of it went among the thorns. How many people out there walked beans in, in your years. Yeah, yeah, this is before Roundup Ready stuff, kids. You might not know what's going on here. You would go out there and walk the beans, and I remember coming into a cockleburr patch. There's no beans there because it's all cockleburrs. Yeah? 
I see some nods. People know what I'm talking about. You wouldn't knowingly want to plant it there. It's waste. But then there's the good soil. Jesus talks about the seed that's planted on the good soil. It takes root. It grows up. It reproduces, and it yields so much more. That's the goal, right? That's the whole goal of crop farming. God's a lousy farmer. Did you notice that? Because what is the seed? The seed is the word of the gospel, the word of God, the word of heaven, whatever we want to call it. Jesus tells us that in the description. Now, this made me laugh. This is another point that came up at my text study that I sort of chuckled at. This parable, at least to those of us familiar with farming at all, seems like a no-brainer. Why is this the one that Jesus actually explains? Anybody else wonder about that? That doesn't happen very often. Usually Jesus just tells the parable and he's just kind of done with it. But in this one, he explains it. And he tells us this is the word of God. The sower goes out to sow. And this isn't like when we plant corn in rows. This is more like wheat. Anybody ever seen how wheat is planted? Anybody know? A few people do. You ever seen how a, gra- a lawn is planted? You just throw the seed all over the place, right? And it's thick and it's in bunches. So it's not nearly as precise as planting corn or planting beans, but the idea is the same. You still want to put it where it's got the best opportunity to grow, right? Otherwise, you're just feeding the birds. Jesus tells us that the sower does not discriminate. The sower does not go out and judge, this is worthy of the seed, this is worthy of the word of the kingdom, this is not. That sower just throws it everywhere. Well, who is the first sower but God? The one who brought the word literally into this world through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. God might be a lousy farmer, but God's not worried about corn. God's worried about that word of God going out and growing, and God scatters it everywhere. Now, here's the wonderful thing about it. We are invited into the same work. We are also the sowers. And it's important that we remember the same example that we have from the parable. We are not called to judge where we think the word should go and where it shouldn't go. We're called to cast it out just like everyone else does, or just like God does, I should say. Because the word is simply sharing that we have a God that loves this world so much, and that world includes us, that God will not be separated from us. The world may be broken, we may also be broken, but God has overcome that through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. That's the gospel. That's the seed that we're talking about in this parable. And so God tells us, go like, whoosh, and throw that stuff everywhere. It's not up to us to make it grow. Can you make a seed grow, or does it grow on its own? It grows on its own because God made it that way. Likewise, the gospel grows where it will. Life finds a way, and the gospel says that God has made life possible. Death is a reality, but life is possible through Christ. That's what we throw out there. That's what we put out there. Now, the brokenness of the world, the brokenness that's a part of every single one of us, the selfish nature, whatever we want to call it, we may look around and think, As we look at different people, different individuals, for whatever reason, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. God says, sit down, Tay-Tay. We are getting back together. That's what Christ has accomplished for us. 
So go throw that out there and let those seeds grow. Amen.